Thanks for joining us and welcome back to the Watchman on the Wall podcast. Periodically, we will bring you true and inspiring angel stories, as well as modern day prophecies that are relevant to us today. When we come back, we'll begin our next episode. Welcome back to our podcast. Today, I'll be reading a story from the book In the Arms of Angels, True Stories of Heavenly Guardians by Joan Wester Anderson. And today's episode is called Kelly's Angel. Sometimes it seemed as if that April day in 1999 had happened only yesterday, not 20 months ago. D. Fleming mused as she sat now in her car waiting for her husband in front of the Columbine High School in Littleton, Colorado. She vividly recalled her husband's phone call, which had propelled her from her office to search for her 16-year-old daughter at that very spot. Don had kept vigil at home waiting for a phone call that would end in terror, while Dee eventually wound up at a nearby grade school with other frantic parents, searching the shocked faces of the students who had fled there. Where was Kelly? Was she mercifully out of harm's way, perhaps hiding in a secure place or running with a group of friends to a nearby shelter? Would this unbelievable nightmare ever end? The news for the Fleming family would be almost incomprehensible. One teacher and 12 students, including our Kelly, did not come out, he says. Most were killed in the school library, crouching under tables, and their bodies remained there for a day and a half while investigators tried to make sense of the tragedy. The entire world seemed to watch, stunned as the unfathomable facts emerged Two student gunmen had succumbed to evil, massacring 13 people and injuring many more. Kelly had started her freshman year at Columbine in 1997, shortly after the Flemings moved from Phoenix to Littleton. She had always been shy, and making friends was hard for her at first, but her classmates were soon drawn to her sense of humor, her quiet nature, and her loyalty. When Kelly made friend a friend, her mom says it was a friend forever. Kelly was such a gentle little soul, cheerful and kind. For her to have died amid such hatred and violence is beyond belief. The Flemings and their older daughter, Erin, grieved in private and took part in the public commemorations and ceremonies Neighbors and family members wrapped them in consolation and love. Still, life would never be the same. At one point, after examination of the crime scene was complete, the police allowed families to visit the library. Dee needed to say a prayer there and to touch the ground where her daughter's body had lain. Doing this did give some relief, Dee says, 
but the feeling in that place was oppressive. Dee hurried out of the room. God, she asked from the depths of her suffering, would it always be like this? Dee did find one resource that helped her stem the pain. From the time she was tiny, Kelly and I shared a special interest in angels. Kelly had learned to say the guardian angel prayer from a little card her grandmother gave her when she was only four. More recently, the two had faithfully watched Touched by an Angel on television each week. Dee had begun a, coll- begun a collection after Kelly's death. Friends and complete strangers sent angel figurines, pictures, and carvings along with condolences. Everywhere she looked, on shelves and tabletops, or in the garden, Dee could see them, reminders of the hope she had tried to keep alive. When I thought of Kelly in that place and how scared she must have been, I wanted so much to believe that an angel who was with her, with her there in the library, shielding her from fear and pain on that terrible day. Christmas of 1999 passed in a blur as the Flemings were unable to rejoice as so many in Littleton. In the fall of 2000, construction began on the New Hope um, Columbine Memorial Library. HOPE stands for Healing of People Everywhere. Originally, the school district had planned to refurbish the existing library, but the parents of the Columbine students, such a plan, for them it was just so un- unconceivable. They and other community members felt that no ch- uh, children should ever be expected to study in that room again. Moreover, they vowed to raise the money needed to remove all traces of the existing library. The school district bowed to the wishes of the community and began building a new library. The old one, which had been above the cafeteria, would be completely demolished and its floor removed. The space would then be used for a beautiful two-story atrium with beautiful trees on the ceiling. Fundraising stretched beyond the Littleton area and across the nation, spearheaded by hope. Dee knew that many positive things had come out of this catastrophe, but although she visited the construction site with other families and felt the new life of the school being affirmed, the outer facade of the old library still menaced her. How could she even heal, even partially, if this memory continued to oppress her? In December of 2000 approach, Dee decided to make her Christmas cards. I bought an angel stamp with some markers at the craft store. During my lunch break at, at night, I stamped and colored the angels over and over again on my Christmas cards. The angel on the stamp was beautiful, with a halo, a long gown, outstretched arms. In some strange way, the angel brought comfort to Dee and seemed to be helping her through the sadness of the second Christmas without Kelly. Then one afternoon, just a week before Christmas, as Dee and Kelly's father Don drove home from running errands, Don decided to stop at the school and check the construction process. The progress was uh, going well, and Dee decided to stay in the car while Don checked it out. She gazed up at the building. She was too close to the area that upset her, 
It looked the same on the outside as it always had, metal and glass, but Dee remembered the old library space, and sudden tears filled her eye. God, she prayed, I need to know that Kelly's all right, that she's happy and at peace. Please tell me. Suddenly, she saw it. A white, glowing figure moving slowly across the windows of the old library. Not a reflection or a cloud. I knew instantly, she said, that I was looking at an angel. She was elegant with her flowing gown and halo in so clear to me. Awestruck, Dee drank in the scene while an overwhelming peace settled around her. In that moment, she knew that her daughter was fine. Angels were with Kelly now, as they always had been. The burden Dee had carried for so long was lifting too. Somehow she understood that the old library space, the site of previous malevolence, had been cleansed and healed by the angel's presence, and there was nothing left there for her to fear. She knew that hard times were still ahead, but God had touched her with gentle hands, sending a glimpse of paradise to help her through. Suddenly, Dee realized that the angel was fading. She fumbled for her camera, opened the car window, and snapped a couple of photos before the figure disintegrated. When Don returned, Dee found herself unable to mention the incident, but she played it over and over in her mind. In a few days, Dee's pick, Dee, she picked up the photographs. With pounding heart, she flipped through them for the two angel snaps. Had they turned out? Yes, they were, they were there. One was an unmistakable image, the second a bit mistier as it disintegrated in weight. Dee peered at the first photograph again. Why, this angel was familiar. It was the figure she had stamped innumerable times on her Christmas cards. The same halo, the same gown, and flowing hair, and outstretched arms. Seeing an angel had been gift enough, but the same angel she had stamped and colored for the past three weeks. Dee's heart overflowed. Her healing had begun. The angel had become a, uh, become a gift to many. Dee says today, I love to share her. People see the, f- the figure in the photograph and say, oh my, or they smile or cry. She brings hope and healing in Bill's faith. No parent ever recovers completely from the loss of a child. But as Dee has experienced, healing can come with time, with care, and with angels. We'll be right back. Well, again, thanks for listening. And as always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a like. We welcome any comments you may have as well as suggestions or recommendations for future stories. We ask you to subscribe so that you'll be notified of any future episodes. Well, thanks again, and we'll see you next time on The Watchman on the Wall 
podcast. Thank you.